end of World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Episode 159 of Channel Massive. I Only know. 10 short of 169. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Century gosh. 69. <laughs> 41 short of 200. True. True dat. Let's not get carried away, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> keep I your know. feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> A horrible accident can occur before yeah. that episode ever happens. Well, yes. But that's okay. We could all be gone tomorrow. We could be. We are just dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Dust. Wind. That's almost a year away. Dude. It is. True. True that. Well, we before the ex- apocalypse, at least. Oh, before the... Well, yes, 2012. <laughs> we're getting really deep here. Yeah. We are. And not even at all talking about what we're going to talk about. Today. No. What are we going to talk about? It's Valve Week. Like it's the week. kind of we Valve you... Valve. You used to turn off your sprinkler system. Valve on my heart. In the, your heart valve. <laughs> Everyone here gets a heart plug. Uh, well, cool. we're not just talking about valve. We're talking about something specific about valve. Steam. Steamy valves. Hot, steamy. Steam. Hot, steamy. Valves. Steam. Valves. Yep. We're here to talk about yeah. valves, steam system, and what it means to us. That'll be fun. And lots of other words. Featuring the letter yes. S. <laughs> Sultry. Sexy. Sexy. Sedalia. I love your SNL reference there. Fun times. Good times. Good times. Sweaty wiener. Had a lot of good times. So we're going to. Portal 2 comes out this week, so that's why we're focusing on Valve. It's already come out. Yes, it has come out. It is live. For most of us. I have <laughs> not Not all of us it. have it yet, but Jason does and Eric does, and they've been playing together. Half the world has already played it. Four million copies sold. Right Perhaps from the more. What a failure. But we'll never know because it's underwhelming. Just Valve yeah. refuses to release Steam data Yeah. to tell us exactly how many Expose their weakness, sold, but reveal that... All the copies of stuff they sell are actually only during their two sales. Right. Reveal the fact that they're only paying the indie game publishers that sell their games through them half of what they're 30, 30% <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Just well, kidding. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that as well as far as Steam and what kind of cut Valve gets from that. Yeah. We'll so get into that and more. 
Yeah, we're going to talk all about Steam. If you want to know what we've been playing, go to the website, channelmassive.com. We've got some stories of our most recent misadventures in gaming. And Jason has a review of Portal 2 coming up to look forward to, so I'll Later sure in the week. check the website for that. Should have it finished fairly soon. But as for the podcast, we're going to be talking all about Valve's online game store, Steam, what we like about it, and how we think it could be improved, and how it's changed us for the better or the worse. If you have any feedback on this episode, send it into mail, M-A-I-L. M-A-I-L. at channelmassive.com. We'd love to hear from you, and just in case you're unfamiliar with or forgot who we are, I'm Noah. There's also Mark. I am Mark. And most importantly, there's Jason. I wouldn't call myself important. Dominating? <laughs> no. I'm Unmentionable? Just, I'm just in the background. Lurking. Manipulating. Pulling the strings. Heavily. I'm the puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making me dance like this, dang you. <laughs> and if you want to keep up to date with what we're doing in the social media world, you can like us on Facebook. Or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash channelmassive. And I guarantee you we'll get better at doing that eventually. And you can give us five stars on iTunes and tell us whatever you want to say. <laughs> That's stars. right. We accept all kinds of reviews with five stars. We also accept Visa, MasterCard, and Discover. We defeat yes. all challengers. American Express is also accepted. Sort of. Would you accept panties being thrown at you? MasterCard we don't take. Mm, perhaps. Perhaps. Hmm. We shall see. Well, what depends we on the smell? A credit card wrapped in a panty. <laughs> that would be even better. <laughs> How I did like that, that happen to us right there? Maybe it's time to move on to the next segment. Mark's all of a sudden uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, you guys are creeping me out. No, we're not. You're I'm trying actually... to fake that. Yeah. <laughs> totally visualizing it and imagining rubbing it on your face. <laughs> I keep rubbing my... Oh, my God, that's Jason's knee. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, why well. I put my Visa card right there. <laughs> so you would be turned on. It didn't, didn't happen. Damn it. I have imprinted my palm with it, though, and plan to <laughs> order some things later on Steam. Hell yeah. So, Mark, what was your initial impression of Steam when you found out about it? Were you, like, instantly sold, or is it something that you had to grow into liking? I um, I think I was looking into it due to Half-Life, like, for a mod or something like that. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't actually remember when I got started with it, but I thought, oh, that's a quaint concept they have there that'll never hit on like everyone's gonna want to have their own you know boxes of whatever right. the game is and then what if it's all the, about the it's all about the tactile feel yeah the, the like game manual in your hand how do you resell it if you want if you get tired of it very and, true um no use you know I, there. I really wasn't amazed and then it was the interface like the first generation of the interface was a bit clunky very clunky. i wasn't impressed and I thought uh, that's not gonna take off and then I later had a kind of a 
a realization that, wow, I have a lot of game boxes that I need to dispose of. And I have a lot of games that I'm just never going to play again. And I wish I had them in a nice little digital library. And about that time, I I think um, Half-Life 2 was coming out. So a long time later. And Steam was way cooler. And mm-hmm. that ever since I've been da- trying to download everything I can digitally, I buy... Well, like Sonar, for instance, bought the digital download for that, which was cool because it still made me feel like I was pirating it, like back in the old days. But I actually bought it legitimately and downloaded <laughs> it, so that was kind of nice. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's I, I think it's really changed the way folks, you know, look at buying software. Folks, folks, man, the Am- I was talking about quaint things You're like so. going Amish on us or yeah something? let me wait turn this butter while I go milk the cow um, I need my socks folks go out and go don't laugh go Noah the pantry and... there will be sock darning later um, I can't wait for that yeah <laughs> I got some big giant darning needles for that one but no I, I think it's 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 definitely the way to go first choice for me and it's way better than EA's pathetic download direct download system that they have three times you're out yes or if the game actually survives yeah uh, what was what was hellgate. that what was that ill-fated title hellgate london. oh yeah hellgate london yeah. uh what, what about you jay what's your uh well yeah i mean i i think i kind of agree with you on the point where when it first came out it was you know, it was like a concept I don't think that anybody really was able to wrap their heads around initially because, you know, even then, you know, and, and it's not like Steam has been out forever. But back when it came out, it was like, well, you know, not everybody has the bandwidth to be able to just download a game, mm-hmm. you know, within a matter of a day's time. At least, you know, you know, we were still thinking, oh, my God, it's going to take forever just to download that big of a game and... And it just doesn't seem that reasonable to, you know, maintain that kind of a, a business model or platform. And we were, we were all still kind of in that, you know, mode where the bandwidth was like a huge issue, I think, mm-hmm. with a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, in the so, sense of ownership, too, Well, in the right? sense of ownership, and, and, you know, there was all of that. And we were like, well, you know, what's going to happen when... You know, you want to be able to just go ahead and, you know, and and play that game. You know, if you haven't played it for a while or if you erased it off your hard drive, what would happen to it? I don't think anybody understood exactly, you know, where they would eventually take it. And now, uh, you know, for me, I'm not, you know, and again, I'm, I, I haven't been a big PC gamer. You know, in the grand scheme of my gaming, I guess, over the past two to three years I would say mm-hmm. I've been more of a console gamer so when I but you know actually I mean, it's kind of funny because lately I've been kind of having a, a PC gaming resurgence in my life and the last actually the last two games that I purchased have been through Steam uh, one being Dragon Age or uh, not Origins uh, Dragon Age 2 and the second one being Portal 2. And both just, you know, you set it to download, you you preload it. Yeah, I love the preload. You know, thing. like at least maybe like a week before the mm-hmm. game is uh, going to be released. And then, 
it's there for you whenever you want, which I think is totally cool. And you can also do that from like if I got a new machine or a or if I happen to be at somebody else's computer and they said, yeah, you can use my computer for a while. Fuck, I can download it off of that guy's machine. Yeah, that's really if cool. I wanted to. Uh, also, not the copy protection pain in the butt that a lot of us have forgotten right. about. You know, and th- that's the thing. You know, there there is copy protection there. You know, it's you know that that's been a, like a major gripe. I think of like the the pirates out there who have been you know totally against something like you know what Steam represents. But you know, to me, you know, Steam represents like. All right, you're you're you've purchased this copy here, and what what I also like about it is is it's able to track like what what downloadable content that you've already downloaded from mm-hmm. it. So, and and a lot of companies do this as well. And I'm not just saying this, this is Steam specific, Steam specific, but like if I were to download, uh, say say I say I owned a copy of uh, Mass Effect two or whatever and then i i downloaded a, a, a copy of uh mass effect three via via steam which i probably don't plan on doing because i i plan on getting the console version mm-hmm. of that but if i did there would be a way to tie all that information together to where it would know exactly you know what downloadable content i'd have access to right and and whatnot and, and i think that's a really cool you know, feature there. Um, I, I just think that now is like the right time. And, and, and and this is like the height of their power right now. And it kind of shows in how much money they're making. And there's, and there's a lot of different ways they can use steam and, and we'll go over that. I think a little bit later. Sure. is, Is as far as how steam works, but you know, so far, you know, yeah, Again, rough, rough infancy, of course, but now that it's had a while to mature a bit, you know, we can totally see where it's going. Oh, yeah. What about you, Noah? I think I had the same kind of skepticism that you did, Mark, initially, because, first of all, it's just like, why is some smaller game developer, not Electronic Arts or Activision, some giant name making its own online store just seemed really pointless and self-serving and yeah just too far out there just like whatever guys good luck with your random diversification of your business offering <laughs> <laughs> yeah and well said I'd yeah also... actually you know what it did it actually uh you know it's kind of funny it kind of seems like and, and and now you know it's like hindsight. It's it's always twenty twenty. Yeah. But at the time when when it, when they first announced it and first kind of laid it out on what what they were planning on doing, yeah, I mean I could totally see where you were coming from there. It was like oh yeah whatever, you know this will never pan out. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be a joke. And for me it didn't matter because it's like I, I'm always I feel like two generations behind in connection speeds as far as my internet's. At- at home is concerned because I just don't like spending lots of money on that type of stuff. And I'm like, it'll never be relevant for me. But then I just, the sales would come year in and year out and they just were too good to yeah. like, I think I'm going to have to 
install Steam just so I can download a bunch of $2 games because this is such a good deal and I can get games right. that I wanted really mm-hmm. badly a long time ago that I never got. But now I can get for like 5 10 bucks. Why not? And so those that 4th of July and Christmas sale just is insane. They're so easy. It's like so easy. And knowing that I can take it ever because <laughs> I think – at first, when I first heard about it, I also assumed it was a one-time thing. Yeah. But that you can actually take your account that's totally transportable, like you were saying, Jason, makes it so much more appealing. It's like, wow, when I get inevitably get a new computer, all I have to do is do the tiny client download for Steam on that computer, and then if I want to reinstall something, it's right no there problem. I don't have to hunt down disks. I don't have to swap them in and out. Yeah. Just queue it up. It installs bed, all the updates whatever. for you. It gets it to the yeah, latest version. It's really nice. And I really like the newest redesign they've done yeah, of their new face. It's, it's pretty nice and slick. I can't say I have a huge appreciation of the social gaming side of it, but I think it's just something that over time I'll grow to like more. I really like that angle on Xbox Live, but I just don't play enough games on PC yet to really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah, that's that's the problem that I, I always had, is that I, you know, over the past two to three years, I, I've been more of a console gamer than a yeah. PC gamer, and now that, you know, but yeah, it's kind of funny, like the past, you know, two to three games that I've purchased have been via Steam, and, and played just because it's like, okay, well, I'd rather have... I kind of rather have this on the PC than the mm-hmm. yeah, than and I've actually debated going back and forth, and then like yeah, should yeah, I get I Left for Dead on PC? Should I get Portal Two on PC? I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's all a matter of personal preference, I think, too. But and who even you want to play you know, with? There's like some games where you're just like, oh man, this might run better on a PC. So if I do buy it on the PC, how do I buy it? Well, yeah. I may as well go with Steam because. It yeah. seems like the best option out of any other kind of digital distribution out there right now. Well, and like with the console version, it's always going to be at the same quality no matter what. Right. But if you get a PC version and your PC currently can't play it, yeah, but in the future that. you could have a more powerful PC and then you that's can get the an entirely different debate in itself. But yeah. it's another advantage though that justifies getting the Steam version mm-hmm. or the PC version. Well, and it's kind of cool too as you build your library of games in it. It's just cool to see like. Right. I can play any of it. I can go, you know, it's, you know, there's there's good old games or whatever for like the really retro stuff, but sometimes you just want to play like a simple, you know, maybe an indie game or something that you've had and yeah. You just download it really fast, you can play it. It's it's really convenient. I thought one of the coolest things that that was that I discovered was is that I had um like I I had Half-Life 2. But it was, I think it was like the disc version hmm. of it or whatever. Like, Oh, did you enter the years key? Years ago. And so I had that. I registered it. And then you could... But I like totally forgot about it. And then so when I, when I was like installing everything and... In fact, I, I decided to play the, the original Portal. Oh, yeah. Uh, just for shits and giggles. Uh, before before Portal Two came out, and then I realized, oh shit, it thinks that I I, I have access to Half Life Two, and sure enough, I I clicked on Half Life Two and it started installing it again for me, <laughs> and I was like, oh hell yeah, yeah, that's way cool. You know, that's like way cool. You know that it like totally recognized that yeah, you know you you previously owned this game 
through us, and since you registered it, well, yeah, it's yours. That's yeah. That's go ahead really and download cool. it. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! That's that's pretty awesome." Yeah, I totally dug that. Um, you know, yeah, and I, I think it Steam has provided the inspiration for a lot of other services out there. I mean, there's like Xbox Live, which was you know kind of out there already, but I I think that they didn't fully realize the power. Right. No. You know, of digital distribution yet. I agree. At the time, and now Xbox Live is, is just as popular, you know, as Steam as far as, like, a dis- digital distribution method. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always downloading, you know, new songs for Rock Band 3 or or downloadable content for other games that I, you know, that I have or, um, you know, even, like, you know, arcade titles, on you know, that... The, you know, that you, you know, want to try out or, or demos, things like that. And, you know, I think they totally took a page from, you know, what Steam started to do. Yeah. And realized, you know what, this is where things are going to go. And now on Xbox Live, you see that they're starting to offer full games, like, more often than ever before. Mm-hmm. You know, through, through Microsoft's service there. And it's, you know, I, I really do think that, Everybody kind of they're 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 kind of playing catch up now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's like so you know Gabe Newell was like a a visionary, right? As far as we thought, Steam when we first saw it, we were all pretty much unimpressed. Most people I talked to had the same. They're like, "Oh, that's why would they like Noah said? Why would <laughs> why would a game company like come up with some crazy?" distribution method just for their games and then slowly start to, you know, incorporate other people's games or folks' mm-hmm. games, as we Amish well, say. Well, now we understand their evil plan. Because... So that's what it looks like when a visionary company or person or team actually gets something yeah. out there. It's like, wow, in retrospect, they really saw something. Maybe they didn't see exactly what it would grow into, but they definitely saw more than we were seeing. And... Mm-hmm. And the rest of the industry, I would say, as well. Well, yeah, the rest of the industry is definitely not happy with the result. <laughs> so that they control, like, 50 to 70% of all PC Well, downloads. yeah, I mean, it's actually, you know, in some some places are reporting even 80% of the digital dis- distribution <laughs> of video games now. Um, and, you know, the, the figure isn't quite, like, solid, but, yeah, it could be anywhere from, you know, 50 to 80 wow. at this point. Uh, Forbes magazine um, puts Valve at like a company worth of around two to four billion. God, and it's not because of their games. Yeah, has nothing to do with their games. Oh, it has a little bit, but, but not. I mean, yeah, they're, they're <clears throat> it's not their game development is like a small chunk of yeah. that revenue that they're pulling in. It's because they dominated the PC industry. Right. Yeah. And they they don't disclose a lot of financial data. Um, but there are two, you know, the, there are some analysts out there who, who think that their 2010 revenues were in the high hundreds of millions of dollars. And they estimate that the avenue, the average revenue split between Valve and the developers that they work with are between like 
so it would be like a 30 to 70 or a 40 to 60 split. Wow. You know, as far as sales go. So they're getting like 40% off of like anybody's game <laughs> who killing. gets distributed. And they don't free. have any, their expenses and their production has nothing to do with, you know, distributing the media in boxes or anything like that. It's just, it's just keeping up a, it's keeping up some kind of. And it's keeping a, and, and, and it's also keeping a secure. Sure place to to play games which is another thing that you know pc gaming has always had a problem with is that you know okay well everybody gets their account hacked or or they're always you know if they're playing like a multiplayer version of team fortress or call of duty or whatever it might be is that there's always hackers out there well with valve system and they have like the the valve anti-cheat system yeah back for short um, they're insured a fairly safe environment from all that bullshit nice. that goes on. So mm-hmm. there's always that appeal there. Um, yeah, so they they they're they're generating revenue not just from their games, but the all the other games that they're you know distributing via their service and. And that that's the thing. They got in on it early. Yeah. And that's why now, I mean, they're not under the banner of Electronic Arts or Activision. They don't have to be, you know, they... Especially now. Yeah. Yeah, especially now. It's like, why? Why would they bother with that? It's like they're <clears throat> just as big, if not bigger, than, than, the, than the big two. I know. Well, the interesting thing, too, is all the all the, you know prophesizing for the end of the world due to piracy and steam essentially defeats piracy mm-hmm. and it controls a huge percentage of the downloadable game industry but how i mean i wonder how prevalent it is as far as all of game distribution now it's got to be rising i don't i, I can it's got to be fairly big i mean they they don't have really any control over the console market no, but I mean, just for or the PC mobile gaming, for that matter. In fact, you know, the mobile market—they're pretty much invisible. Yeah, they—they—they've got nothing going on on the, on the mobile market right now, um, which is kind of shocking. You would think that you know they would have started to at least, you know, figured out something there. Yeah. But right now, like their mobile presence presence is nil. Right. Which I, I guess the rest of the industry should be pretty thankful for, <laughs> because yeah. because if they ever came came around and decided that they needed to, you know, get in, more involved in that, then uh, everybody else would be like, oh, don't just stay away from us. Yeah, We're all good. We're making plenty of money here. Just leave us alone. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's really pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, and they they only have you know you think of how. They're they're relatively small in the grand scheme of things. They've got something like 250 employees working for them. So if you figure 250 employees divided by, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue. Yeah. You know, they're they're all doing pretty good. Yeah. Why do you guys think that they 
strive so hard to keep the Steam sales private. Because there's no there's no other way to do it. Like there, nobody else has been able to track like any digital sales whatsoever. I mean, they, they can disclose. You know, and that and that's the other thing. I mean, I, and that's one of the harsh criticisms I think that you can lay on them is that well, they have they almost have a monopoly. Yeah. On mm-hmm. on this uh, particular kind of service, and there might be a time where the government, you know, I could totally see this happen, where the government rolls in and says, "Okay, you have to split." Steam from yeah. Valve. Antitrust. Yeah, you know, there's some kind of antitrust uh, things going on there. You know, I, I'm not familiar with that the, those laws. Yeah. Um, well, Noah's our resident <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from his Having... extensive experience with, what is it? Uh, Phoenix Wright. Yes, yes, yes. What's your take, <laughs> counselor? It may come to pass. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but I mean, you can. You, I don't think you have to be like familiar with a ton of law to to see where where the government might have to step in eventually and say, okay, you know what, you have like, you know, the, this is bullshit. You know, you need to. There, there needs to be better competition here. So well, you think like, we'll wow, split you, we, you know, you can still maintain. Steam will still be your, you know, a business. In itself, but it'll be separate from Valve. It certainly happened with Telecom and kind of goes to show it didn't really do much. When you look at like AT&T, who now owns like T-Mobile and, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, what and the world's totally different now. But I don't know. It's an interesting thought. It does make you wonder what, what the numbers really are. Yeah, I mean, just you know, not a, not only are they able to take advantage of the the distribution of their own games, but then they can say, okay, well, you know, we're going to distribute your game, but you know, we're going to take a forty percent, thirty percent cut, yeah, off of every copy. So that's a huge fucking chunk. That's a lot of money. That's a that's that's why they did it back in the day. Right. They're like, you know, someday even if it is just like a, even if they are just selling it for like five ninety nine a copy. Yeah. You know, they're still making, you know, major bank off of that. Yeah. You know, and that's what they did with this whole augmented reality game that they did with uh, Portal 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it was huge. And what they did was is that they they had like a potato pack, as they called it. And and as long as the, as long as it was able, and, and that was one of the cool things is that they weren't, they would have never been able to do this unless they had Steam to track all the playing time that was going on between all these independent game developers' games that they had included in this particular package. But long story short is that with this with this augmented reality game that they did before the release of Portal 2... The promotional game for... Right. They they what they did was is they said okay we have this pack of games that you could buy, or you could buy them separately if you want to. <laughs> and what we do is we track how much how many users are playing that particular game at the time, and if there's like enough players playing this particular game, then the computer will calculate 
how quickly we will release Portal too early. No. So you wow. have like everybody was like trying to. Yeah, it's like it's like to participate the, uh, in this. Which what was, was that? Out? But it was brilliant because you had people buying like all these independent games. Just for the sole purpose of trying to push the bar. Well, it was like the war effort in um, in World of Warcraft right, when right. you were trying to open the gates mm-hmm. to Alco, whatever the right, hell right. it was, and you were, you know, everybody was like suddenly becoming like very altruistic mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because they wanted to open that, and so right. that's really cool. That's I didn't know about that. Yeah, so they had this whole thing. In fact, it kind of it was like it really just came to a head during the weekend where everybody yeah. was like. Oh, can you gift me a copy of this? <laughs> you know, yeah. and so people were and people were doing that. They were like, you know, buying like a two dollar, five dollar game or whatever, you know, and That's gifting so it cool. to somebody, you know, so they could like participate in the genius. I I actually did it myself. Like Audio Surf was one of the games. Oh, I like that. I have but that. People game. were mad about it because it didn't seem to have done anything at all. Actually, it did. It released the game a couple hours before. You know, and I think. It was a brilliant marketing move on Valve's part because the PC gamers were like, well, we're not going to get the game any sooner than than uh, console, gamers. console gamers if they were to do like a midnight release at game, you know, GameStop or whatever. And so what they did was they set it up to where, okay, if you were able to complete all the games, you would actually get it um, like a couple hours before. And what do you want to bet that some people that are total maniacs bought bought the PC game and the console game. Oh yeah. Just because they wanted it. Well, then, What's... you know, that's what they did for uh, like the PS3 owners. Yeah. If they happen to have a PC, they could download it for the PC as long as they bought the That's cool. the PS3 version. They would that's... they would be able to go onto Steam and download That's cool. Too for the PC. That's like not not as <laughs> as bad as I made it sound. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's like really cool. Well, what other digital distribution methods do you guys think are even close to this, or do you do you like? I, I'm fond of good old games just because of its niche presence, you know, and some of the add-ons that it gets. Like, All right. not only can you get an old, cool, vintage game, but you can get the soundtrack. Yeah, you know, in MP3 really format and like PDFs of all the game mm-hmm. box materials, and you know, like yeah, the manuals. It's and the, so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's like. You know, like I think um, Interstate 76 was one of the oh. ones I wanted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that game. Yeah, I used to have the CD with the soundtrack, um, which one of the that Activision guys did. And he had, and they actually got like all these old funk, um, like recording st- studio people, like studio musicians to come in and lay down tracks. So it was like legitimate, you know, players from the day, from back in the day. And it just sounded like it. It was like such a cool... It was something like 30 different tracks mm-hmm. or something. It was mm-hmm. really... You know, they weren't long, but it was cool. God, that was such a... That was a great game. That was a great it game. came out of nowhere. It had this, just this different feel. And the coolest soundtrack ever. Yeah, absolutely. It really was fun. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think Good Old Games has that whole, you know, classic old game niche going on for them. Yeah. Um, not that Steam couldn't... Steam could... In a day, yeah. have every. I'm sure they could. It's not that Steam couldn't offer up all those games, um, as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, good old games always has like 
you know, the classics. Like, if you wanted to get, like, all the old Fallout games or the, uh, what, what was the one that I saw today? It was, like, Master of Magic, which is, like, God, I love that game. I totally thought about grabbing it, but I was like, oh, God. I was like, I just can't. I can't see myself having the time to try to play that game again. You know, the, when they're so affordable and accessible, it's I know hard that's to the resist. thing. It's like they're so affordable. It's like ten bucks at the most for like one of those games, and and that's the sick thing. It's like, oh shit! But then, you know, Steam. You know, then Steam comes around and they they say, well, here, here's like uh, the first four or five Grand Theft Auto games for. You know, fifteen bucks. Yeah. You know, here you go. It's like, oh damn! How do you not do that? Yeah. You know, how do you it's not? Like you feel obligated to take yeah, advantage like, of deal. Yeah, it's like God. That's so sick. It's like, it's like, yeah, you get you get like you know, Grand Theft Autos one through three, and then you get uh, Vice City and San Andreas. That yeah, and they did. They had like a deal like that this weekend. It was like sick. It's like fuck. How do you not take advantage of that? Yeah. You know, and that, you know, and that's awesome. I mean, I, and I think that's where Steam also succeeds. Where, you know, they they just they you know out of nowhere, like they'll have like a weekend where it's like, oh, here's a pack of um, Electronic Arts games for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, take it or leave it. <laughs> People are like, oh my god, how do I not take advantage of that? Yeah. Because it's so sick, and and, that, and that's the thing. You know, I think Xbox Live probably could do a better job of, you know, offering like a pack of you know arcade titles at like a really reduced rate. I, I you know, and I think that's where Microsoft kind of just they they don't under, understand where where they could actually drop the price on on a pack of games, and they probably generate more sales. Oh yeah, no question. You know, if they just say, okay, you know, here. Here, here it is. Take it or leave it. One weekend only, mm-hmm. and, and that's what Valve does. Like every week, they always have like, you know, just some crazy deal out there where you're just thinking, "Damn, you know, if I don't take it, gotta get it. yeah, I gotta get it. This is, I'd be a moron for not taking advantage of this right now." And I, I think Microsoft doesn't do a good enough job, you know, offering those kind of deals mm-hmm. on a week to week basis. Yeah, um, PlayStation Network. You know they're they're still even they're they're a lot younger as far as their digital distribution goes. Um, you know they do offer quite a bit more. Um, you know, in some respects, than Xbox Live does as far as their arcade offerings go. Yeah. Um, but they're still, I mean, it's not anywhere near what they're, they're able to offer. Um, you know, but I think that they'll, they know, I'm hoping that they might, you know, pick up on it a little bit. Um, good old games, you know, we already s- discussed them. Direct to Drive and Impulse and a lot of those other sites out there. You know, I hate to say it, but they're, you know, they're just, they're behind the times, man. I mean, they, they, yeah, I agree. They kind of jumped on the whole bandwagon a little bit too late, mm-hmm. and they just don't offer. They don't offer enough. I mean, Director Drive 
you know, they, they still have, they, Direct for Drive still has an advantage where they have a partnership with IGN, or they're actually owned by IGN, actually, I believe. Exactly. Where they, you know, they're able to get, like, you know, exclusive beta keys to, you know, various games and, you know, things like that. So they, they do have an advantage there in that respect. But, you know, beyond that, they don't offer... They don't offer, like, the client that, you know, works really smoothly and they don't, you know, it's not like you're, you know, it's not like you feel like you're, um, you know, you're able to, you know, buy the games. And, and it seems like the downloads aren't even as smooth, you know, through their websites. Yeah, they don't have the chunkier. they don't have the infrastructure in place like, exactly. like uh, Valve does. And then that's another disadvantage that they're at. Um you know, so it, you know, it is. It's kind of like, it's like, why would I go buy a game? You know, you, you know, even buying a game from the from the publisher themselves, EA has their own, you know, EA store. Um, they offer stuff digitally now. You can download games from their website, but it's like, why do that when I could download it from Steam? And it, you know, it like it's like a smooth, smoother download. You know, everything seems fairly seamless. Everything's all right there for yep. you. Yep. They have their Steam achievements if they have those. Which is cool, yeah. Yeah, they're all right there. You know, it's kind of like, well, you know, they really did. I mean, they, you know, I, I, I think basically we just say that they, they got there first. They got there first. And I agree. They, they reap the benefits. And that was their of, advantage. Yeah, they reap the benefits of being there first before anybody else. I mean, ha- the other half of it is a, a good execution in the long run, but being first had a lot to do with it. How, how do you think Nintendo has been as far as the their digital distribution? Crap. So much crap, especially compared to Xbox. You Live. mean they have the WiiWare thing going on? They do, but they've only started actually offering demos during the last four right. months, which is really strange, and it's not consistent. It's like, hey, we're going to all of a sudden give you a demo for this game that has been out for a year, mm-hmm. or this game just came out, and we're going to give you a demo. And then you download the demo, but it's not like Xbox Live, where when you decide you want to purchase it, you can use that. You have to re-download the game again, the full version, and then you have stuck in your hard drive the demo version of the game, and then in a separate the, the, channel. The hard drive, which is non-existent. Yeah, so if you put it on a memory card, <laughs> right, or you can put it on your hard drive as well, right. But yeah, there's there's two copies. There's the demo version of it and the other version. It's just it's so clunky. There's the screenshots are super tiny. There's only two per game. There's no videos, very minimal descriptions. It's just awful, top to bottom. Yeah. For me, I, I really like, and I think it's just because I have the most familiarity with it. Probably Xbox Live system the best. Mm-hmm. It's got because Steam to. A, to a degree, it seems almost a little bit too much, more stuff than I, I want, and it's, it's it's probably a lot to do with unfamiliarity. But just like, eh, it's yeah, a for a bit... console gamer, like Xbox Live is like perfect. That's perfect. It's the perfect balance of detail and interactivity, and usability and accessibility. And I'm really happy with it. You know, and they're they're able to allow, um, you know, those game companies within their games to build their own. You know stores and everything, which I which, which I really like is where, like if I was in Rock Band three, you know they've got like 
you know, that whole thing built in that game to where, you know, you'll, you'll sit there. Oh, yeah, and you don't have to go out to the main no, you console don't. interface. You can buy stuff. Like, it'll be, game. like, right there, like, in the, in the playlist. Like, even if you're in a playlist where you're picking out songs to pick, and if you have that um, song recommendation thing turned on. Yeah, yeah. Then it'll say, oh, well, if you like this, then, you know, hey, we've got this song out here. Why don't you download this? And and you could finally get, it's fine. It wasn't like that in Rock Band, too. You actually actually had to get out of Rock Band to that was stop weird. the download or whatever. And yeah, was that was very awkward. Well, now you can just download download that track while you're in the game and still playing. and it, That's you nice. You know, it's like totally seamless. So, yeah, they've been improving that a lot. I, yeah, I think that, you know, Microsoft has a pretty good handle on it. I, but again, I think they they were another one of those companies that just they they didn't see it coming until it was too late. And now it's like, yeah, you know, at least now that they have their own console out there and 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 they have things that are, you know, relative to that console, they can control all that stuff. And they they have been offering full games now. Um, which has been nice. Um, so if you want to download Red Dead Redemption or Borderlands or some mm-hmm. of the some of the games have been out for you know a while now, but they're, and they're they're even getting better at that. I, I'm kind of I'm still waiting for the day where, and maybe that's going to come next generation where they say, okay, you can download game release day right to your console. Yeah, and that's that. That would, that's probably what all the next gen consoles are going to do. And then, and then, you know what? Shit, I, then I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to brick and mortar stores like GameStop when that happens. Because right mm-hmm. now, the only thing that's keeping GameStop alive is the used game sales. Used game sales, and well, if people still want to go in and get a physical copy of the disc mm-hmm. for a console game, that's the only, that's the only reason why game, <laughs> why GameStop exists right now. Well, and their yep. their selection for PC games is so ridiculously weak, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, you know. yeah. If you're gonna get a PC game, why, why even bother going to a retail store anymore? It's it, yeah, it's like pointless. It's totally pointless. Well, that I think pretty well wraps up our our discussion yeah. for this evening. Um, if you uh, if you have any comments or Wanna wanna fill us in on what your favorite downloadable streaming downloadable content system is and or how no, you we haven't about... even touched on like Gaikai or OnLive or anything Gaikai. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Different Yeah, that's like a whole whole other different method. But which yeah, we if... have talked about in the past. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, if you if you have questions or comments, please send them in to Mail at channelmassive.com or tweet us. Yeah. Find us, us on, comment on the website. Like us. Give, give us, us a five star review on iTunes. Tell us all about it. <laughs> and even if you don't like us, still give us a five star review. Shoot us an audio clip and we'll play it. That's right. Yeah. Thank you for downloading the episode. Tune in next week. <laughs>